Smartphones. You know them. You love them. You think you do. Maybe you don't. They're always changing. Well, mostly manufacturers, they got to keep thinking of ways to try to sell you your next one, a new one. Mostly, you don't even, you don't want it. Mostly, you're like, you know what? My thing is pretty good right now. And I don't want to drop like a thousand bucks. But they're not going to stop trying to compel you. That's the beauty of it. It's the beauty of technology. It's the beauty of advancement. The marketplace will constantly try to present you with the new format, the new form factor, the new compelling reason to open up your wallet. Today, we have one more, yet another example of that. We have a new device being teased from Oppo. They claim to be taking the borderless smartphone concept to the next level with what they're calling the waterfall screen with ultra curved edges. That's exactly what you wanted in life, Will. Mm. That's what you've been telling me for years. I'm like waterfall. I will not be happy. Waterfall. Until waterfalls. And I was like, are you talking in general, like the, the, the water part, or is this a phone thing? I'm just screaming waterfall. You were just, you want waterfalls everywhere. Mm. No matter what you're buying. You want some element of waterfall. You find it inspirational. Well, anyway, they stepped up to the plate to satisfy your age-old quest towards waterfalls and everything. And uh, that's what this device, exactly, that's what this device is. Now, to me, it's kind of like the original concept that i don't know i don't know which manufacturer put it out first maybe samsung where you know things stop maybe it was the edge the edge yeah. s6 edge there was one where it was one one edge. with an edge one without an edge yeah. it was the s6 and it was kind of polarizing even back then people were like it looks cool but what about the functionality and then of course they introduced ways to utilize the edge like apps edge, edge and this display is all, edge this is all coming back to me right now notific edge notifications and and all the rest of it. And then other phones just started to pop it in and not even really talk about it. They're just like, yeah, we got curved glass. Now, the edge was big, actually, on the S6 Edge at the time. But you can see that design looks antiquated by today's standards. This one takes the concept and pushes it into a whole different universe, obviously. Because it, the screen, almost gets to the back edge of the phone. It really creates a cylindrical effect where it just, it goes, it, it melts over the edge like a fine chocolate. Mm. Melted chocolate, Will. Delicious. Are you a big chocolate guy? Yeah, dark oh, okay. chocolate. Okay. Dark chocolate. You go for the dark. Oh, yeah. So do I, actually. If you go to Chocolate Favorites, get the dark oh, okay. chocolate. Get the dark chocolate, and uh, you can pick the percentage, you know? 70% Madagascar with the bitter flavor after a meal? Consider it. Oppo has released some images of a new smartphone display design it calls the waterfall screen. While Oppo has released phones with curved screens before, like the Find X, the photos show how the waterfall screen takes the idea to the next level by extending the panel even further around the edges of the screen at 88 degrees. So they're just, you know how this goes, Will? I'll tell you how it goes right now. These companies are like, they get a hold of this technology. They're like, OLED, it's moving. What are people doing? How are we going to get the social media hits? Where, how do we board the hype train? 
And they go, well, we need something that looks different. Like, geez, we need something that people are at least going to write an article about on The Verge or Engadget. We need a show uh, we, uh, like Lou Later that's going to talk about it. How do we do that? We can't just, it can't just be good. It has to be different now. Does it have to function? I don't know. Let's, get the, let's, let's board the hype train and figure it out when we get there. You know? We're not going to pack a picnic. We're going to be looking for fast food when we arrive at the destination. We're going to get there eventually. Because that's what this product looks like to me. It looks like the proof of concept. We could do something different. We have the tech. Hardware? That's our game. Hardware? You want us to show you something you haven't seen yet? Let's do it. But then, as a customer, once you get past that initial phase of like, oh, it's different, then you're like, wait, what? What, do I, what am I doing with this edge? This edge, I'm scared of this edge. I saw this edge, I got, I got scared. A, a, a slight dose of anxiety. Am I hitting it? What's the, mm -hmm. what do they call that? Rejection. What's the rejection when I'm not trying to, where do I hold? I don't know what to hold anymore. Where do I grab it? I need a place to grab. Well, sure do. Can, can, you can relate. Mm -hmm. Need something to grab onto. You can relate. Guy like you. Yeah. Guy like you. So anyhow, this thing, it extends all the way around. It looks very cool in pictures, but it's, I'm getting, like I said, I'm feeling angsty looking at it because I'm just like, I already, in certain circumstances with phones, actually gravitate towards the less curvy ones on that side because I'm like, wait, why is my input not being registered? Oh, right, I'm grabbing the wrong spot. And for, for the record, uh, if there's any kind of extra edge features, I turn them off immediately. If there's any kind of uh, apps edge scenario like that original sense, I'm turning it off. Mm -hmm. It's just distracting to me. It's in the way. I don't want to interact like that. Nonetheless, I'm giving props for the hardware ambition of like, we're going to, this thing's going to occur. And, and maybe what you're looking at is a 1.0 type of implementation. And maybe this is not the final way. Maybe there's another way in which we can, we can see the matrix and say to ourselves, oh, that's why we need this thing. That's the advantage. But for now, I think it's just a pretty thing to look at. Now, one thing I will say, if you scroll down on that article that you're on there, I believe they show a picture of the form factor up against a more traditional form factor because surprisingly, they've opted to go with a much more narrow design in, t in the same uh, wheelhouse as the, the Sony phone we looked at recently, the Xperia 1, which was very narrow and tall, making one-handed use a little bit easier. So what can we extract from that? Maybe there, maybe there's more to the story with this form factor. Maybe this is a futuristic form factor. Maybe phones can still get taller and still hit the, the large screen sizes, the measurements you're looking for, but protect some degree of single-handed functionality by getting more narrow. This is the picture I was talking about here, right here. So here's a, a quick comparison. Is that a OnePlus or it's some Oppo device that probably that the OnePlus is based on. But anyway, it's like... It's a substantial difference mm -hmm. from a one-handed perspective. Now, having played with the Xperia 1, which I still haven't switched to, but I really, you know, want to. Having messed with it in one hand, man, it's super comfy. It's way comfier. Now, I get it. Not, there's not a lot of content that can fully utilize that aspect ratio when you're watching video and so forth at the moment. But for everything else that you do, it's really usable space.
and is comfort and confidence in one hand. So maybe Oppo is going to go in that direction, and maybe this could be the start of a whole new upheaval of the standard smartphone form factor, even outside of the realm of these fancy curved edges. Now, maybe you could let me know. You let me know in the comments. Can you use this? Is this exactly what you need in your life? Uh, curvy. It's curving around. Maybe it curves all the way around one day. Well, maybe that's the first stage we're seeing here. Mm -hmm. It's a two screen. Maybe we all got dual screen phones. It curves all the way around. Fluid. Infinity. Maybe you're playing games. You flappy bird and you flip and you keep going. I don't... <laughs> you're Remember just turning flappy your bird? phone around. Remember Flappy Bird, Will? Oh, yeah. What was your high score? Two. Yeah. Did you really get a 93? Kirk claims to get a 93. Uh, he's just... He's obviously lying, but... It's impressive nonetheless. I noticed that there's no uh, camera up here. No camera. No front-facing camera. Front -facing camera. What do you Which think? Motorized? Inside. In display. display. Invisible. The future is happening every single day here on Lou Later, we bring it to you. Hmm. We bring you the future today. Is that a famous slogan for some? It is, it must be, it's gotta be. Uh, this shouldn't be much of a surprise to you. We've been talking about here on this show for a long time, Apple and Samsung earnings show, most people don't want $1,000 phones. Well, that, that ain't news to me. Cause like I said, I've been talking about it. Now, it is news in the sense that we have even more evidence piling up that this is the case. Talking about actual revenue figures, which, I mean, those are tough to dispute. Mm -hmm. You look, look at the numbers. Yep. You know what they say about numbers, Will? They don't lie. Really do! No delay. No delay on that one. Could have gone either way. Yeah. Could have been disaster. Could have gone either way. Yeah. Could have been big time, could have been small time. Mm -hmm. You went big time today. And I don't know, I feel like the people feel you deserve a round of applause. Oh. Yeah! Thank you, Kurt. If he ever deserved it, it's right now, ladies and gentlemen. Because he's just, you know, he doesn't prepare for this. <clears throat> that's just, that's off the top right there. Yeah. That's Willie Do off the top. Anyhow, so we got the numbers out. Apple, they missed the estimates. And the estimates from Wall Street and so on about the revenue figures were that they, they expected a dip, but the dip was even more than they had predicted. So their, their sales, Q3 2019, down 12% versus the same quarter the year before on iPhone, even having the budget iPhone in the lineup, just, just clocking the billions, just a straight... Uh, revenue figure. They don't break out unit sales independently. So you got to look at the big picture to figure out your analysis. But nonetheless, the figure down 12% over the same period last year. Uh, now, Samsung, for its part, they, they go on to say their second quarter earnings, uh, not as great as they had expected, blaming it on the S10, saying... People aren't buying the S10 anymore, even with the discounted price. Samsung's saying, instead, their customers are gravitating towards A-series devices. Now, we checked out some A-series, didn't we, Will? Mm -hmm. What was it, the A50 or A70? I can't remember. I think it was the A70. 
A7, like yeah. Also A20. Yeah, we were surprised. Huge battery in it. Yeah. We're like, this thing is, this is pretty good right here. Mm -hmm. It wasn't too bad. And, and you started to wonder how you could recommend the flagship level stuff with what you're getting, what you're able to get in the value department at the lower price points. Like, look at that. That's the A70 right there. That's a, that's a pretty looking thing. Nothing wrong with that. You could live like that. Guy like you, mm -hmm. you just need something to hold. Mm-hmm. Be holding this. See what I'm saying? Along with my love handles. So you don't need, maybe you don't need the the screen wrapping around the edge. Maybe no. your life is fine like that, Will. Yeah, with the teardrop, I'm okay with Maybe that. you got the teardrop, you got the A70, and you got a few bucks in your pocket. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're having you're having a time. You're out in the world with the mm -hmm. few extra bucks and you're having a time. Mm -hmm. You're having a milkshake and a cheeseburger. Guy like you. Always. Think about it. So anyway, they say uh, S10, stagnant. They're not happy. Tim Cook says macroeconomic factors came into play, particularly in places like China. Yeah, there's a lot of factors, obviously, that came into play. But I don't even... Maybe it's my intuition just being in this thing, talking about this thing so much, looking at the astro astronomical number of phones that pop up, come across the table... I mean, Will, you know, the boxes, they never stop. It's one after the other. There's so much selection now and so much value now that it's just becoming harder to justify the $1,000 thing. So no matter what they say, macro, uh, China market, blah, 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 I talk, to, I talk to real people, talk to the humans of the world. They'll tell you the truth, They'll tell you the story. People ask me, what should I do? What's my next smartphone? I'm telling them more than ever, you don't need to go to the thousand dollar price point more than ever and i don't think i'm alone this could it could be strictly intuition anecdotal evidence but everywhere i look it's like the value conversation has overwhelmed the segment we're talking about price now in a way that we never have before because two things happen in conjunction the flagships got more expensive and the value ones got better they happen at the same time creating that that bigger gap so We'll see what Apple does with this next, this next budget version. But the glory days for the premium phone, the glory days for the $1,000 phone, the glory days for the flagship level, they might be gone. So Apple, Samsung, Huawei, they're, they're still going to be making $1,000 phones. Yeah, of course. As their flagships. It's I mean, yeah. you you cheaper, you, is it? Well, look, man. Look, man. You look at a lineup, you go, you go... You and I, we go to the, to the car dealership. The number one selling car in that dealership is not the most expensive one, but they still make the most expensive one. Yeah. They put the badge on it. Typically, it's higher margin for them. And it acts as a billboard for the rest of the brand. They go like, this is what we can do. Mm -hmm. This is our premium offering. We don't expect everyone to have one. But maybe if you're connected to the brand, then from an aspirational perspective, one day you look to get the premium model. Mm -hmm. But the vast majority of people are going to be okay. You pick the Corolla. The yeah. Corolla. Yeah. If you go to a Toyota dealer, it would be number one. Or if you go to Honda, you're going to get the Civic or whatever. Yeah. There's going to be a model which represents the best value within the dealership. And that's going to move the most volume. And that's what we're seeing sort of happen in the smartphone marketplace as the number of options. Like, there was a point in time, Will, where it was one iPhone. You could buy one iPhone. No Max, no 10R, 
No, nothing. They just put out, here's the new, here's the iPhone for this year or whatever it might be. Them having these multiple SKUs is an indication of how this is becoming more mature like the car marketplace in which there's so much selection now that it's not enough to have a one singular play. You got to have the multiple plays for the multiple different customers or they're going to go somewhere else. If your dealership, if your brand doesn't have an option, a volume option, people are going to have to go elsewhere because that's what they're looking for, mm -hmm. presumably. Now, in a car business, they go one step further. So Toyota, for example, then they'll have Lexus. They have a whole different sub-brand for the luxury stuff. Mm -hmm. And then that's even above whatever, I don't know what the most luxury Toyota is, probably the Avalon or something. Anyway, point being is you need options are good. And the other manufacturers are, are presenting them. So there's really no choice for these other brands to do the same, even when they cannibalize their own premium sales, like seems to be happening. Samsung's willing to admit it with the A-series. Mm -hmm. That like those might have been, that those might have been S10 buyers, but in all likelihood, if Samsung didn't offer them an A-series option, they would have went to a different brand. That's the fear. So profit margins, operating margins, have to take a hit as even the most loyal fans start to look towards the value point and the value point shifts increasingly lower price-wise. Staying on Apple for one more second, analysts predict Apple Pencil support for 2019 iPhones. This, some people seem to think this is a possibility. Others are refuting the rumors. It's kind of an odd kind of an odd story to be honest because i'm sitting here i'm looking at this graphic of an individual using an apple pencil as an input method on a phone and it just it has a weird it's making me feel feel weird it's making me feel tingly in a bad way hmm. what do you kirk put you didn't even know that was possible you're like you were like tingly is always a good thing yeah nah sometimes it's a bad tingle that's where i'm at right now uh so I looked at this image for a little while of this hand holding a pencil towards it. Like, it's a notification. First of all, what a weird graphic. What's he going to do? Click on the message notification? Then what? He has to put the pencil down immediately to type a response. Because if he types with that pencil, I'm dead. No, 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 no. no. Is there swipe feature in the default iOS keyboard? Did they? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not on iOS right now. I don't know. Maybe they did and I ignored it or avoided it. Is there a swipe feature? Oh, yeah. Okay. June 3rd. Apple is finally adding swipe. So maybe, maybe we just went deeper in the rumor mill. Maybe they get ahead of the Apple Pencil compatibility. But even there, Kirk, like this giant pencil, where are you going to keep that thing? It goes with your phone? Like with the iPad, it makes sense. It clicks to the side. It, it makes sense as an input method. It's bigger, than your phone. it's bigger than, it's taller than your phone, the Apple Pencil, or at least as tall. But I'm still mad that the guy's looking at messages. <laughs> if he had a little sketch pad open, he was doing some tiny little sketch like Willie Do used to do. Willie Do used to be an artist as well. Used to be? Yeah, used to be. <laughs> yeah, I ain't seen anything from you in a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't seen anything from Will in a while. <clears throat> but he used to be quite talented, in fact. And the guy, he would do the kind of thing, you know, like in the Apple commercials, like he's on the park bench. With the scarf? Yeah! He's got the outfit, and he's sipping 
he's sipping the tea or whatever he's doing. You get this the special hat going on. You know what I mean? He looks cozy. He he looks cozy. There's a lot it's like of like a fall day. Yeah, there's a lot of thought that goes yeah. into him sitting there. Like it's a you're looking at a number of steps to get him to that location. You see what I mean? He's got like a he's got one of those uh, like hiking boot on, but it's comf it's pretty comfy, but it has a bright lace. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. he's the like accent color. You know? yeah, yeah, because he's like you know. I'm still a cool guy, you know, and I'm saying, I'm on the park bench, I'm still, I thought about it, you know, it represents me, because I'm different, do you know what I mean? So he had moments like that. And Might have a boosted board beside me. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. I wouldn't go that far. So, he's sitting there, a guy like him, and he's got the iPad, and he's sketching what he's seeing, it's real life happening, it's very artistic. Maybe the iPad is too much of a commitment. It's not on him at all times, but the phone is. And maybe you could actually sketch something cool on a phone. No? Will? I mean, obviously, it would be more of a headache than having the bigger platform. But I don't know what I'm talking about. This is not something I would ever do. But I do remember reading an article a while back about a guy who exclusively sketched pictures on a New York City subway on his phone so that he was less intrusive. So you could imagine this idea of like, let's say street photography. If you have a huge camera, you're getting a different reaction from people versus if you have a small one. And then the phone camera took that to another level. Now you can imagine as well, if you like to sketch real life and you're there with the iPad and everything else, it's a big thing to look at. Mm -hmm. The phone is obviously more common thing to be holding in a subway train. You probably would bother fewer people at the expense of course of the amount of detail you could get into it based on the screen size would obviously be something you're up against. But nonetheless, the rumors out there that this is going to happen, a lot of it is based on the fact that the Apple Pencil recently became compatible with every single version of iPad, including the iPad mini. So like you can use the pencil now on anything. Of course, it only clicks with magnets in a really fancy way to the Pro model, but it'll work on the others. And so I guess it would make sense to put the functionality in there. I don't know why you wouldn't. I, I, you know, it just seems like an, it seems like an easy thing to do. Of course, I don't know exactly the, the level of tech that's involved or the, the cost that it would then apply to the manufacturing cost, additional manufacturing cost for each independent phone. I don't know how substantial that would be. But so anyway, the original rumor comes from City Research. And then uh, Mac Rumors is kind of like, hey, we don't really know. It's been rumored as far back as 2018 that this would be a possibility, and then it never happened at that point. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a 50-50 chance on this particular rumor. Uh, the problem is, how do you really market it in such a fashion where people are like, yeah, now I'm going to buy this phone or now I'm going to buy this pencil? Like, How do you make the value proposition enough? Because, you know, if Apple's going to spend extra money on a per unit basis and put it back to the customer, they got to show you some compelling things. So is there a commercial with a person drawing on their phone? Maybe. Maybe that's at the keynote. And they're like, and there's more. The Apple Pencil now works on all iPhone. And then they roll a commercial and it's just me drawing. Yeah, I don't I don't know. With Will. the scarf. I don't know, Will. If if they got you in the outfit I described, it could be a hit, mm. as far as I know. Now, speaking of things the world might want but probably doesn't, 
TikTok's parent company confirms plans for a smartphone. I don't even, I'm not even fully on the TikTok thing. I looked at it once and I was like, this is, it's overwhelming. It's, it's hitting me in the, I felt like I was about 80 years old. For the record, I'm not. I know it's been, it's been joke, joked Questionable. about. It's been joked about. I'm not 80, I'm actually 63. So mm. let's just get that in check right now. It's a big dispute. Actually, most places have my birth, my birthday date wrong online. Oh, really? Like officially, like the Wikipedia page and everything, they got the wrong birth date, I think. But then every time somebody tries to make a Wikipedia page, it gets taken down for some reason. But anyway, this one looks like it's not getting taken down. Yeah, look. Uh, where does it say birthday? Yeah. Oh, never mind. That's fixed. Take that back. They got it right. 1985. Okay, fine. For a long time, it was wrong. This Wikipedia got it right. Well done, whoever. Can we shout out whoever made this Wikipedia? Is that a thing, Will? Like, absolutely. So if you go down, does it tell you who, who, who contributed to this article? I guess not. I don't know. There's a bunch of references. Somebody put time in. I appreciate it. Whoever did. I don't know. I think that's what you're supposed to do. But like, I don't, yeah, it's just reference. I don't think it says... You would have to go into the edit. Yeah, you can. You can, Will. If you go into, scroll up to the top and go to uh, view history, then it'll show you the names of people over here. Uh, find edits by user. Yeah, look, Man Mandarax, uh, Cunard, your mom, one, two, three, four, five, Z triple, Z triple Z Zoom, uh, Brad V, Bearcat. Awesome. I don't know. Thanks. Cool. Because I'm telling you, it's been a thing with Wikipedia where there was an article for a while and then not enough citation, not enough references. Yeah. It's a whole, well, it's a whole thing with Wikipedia. It's the whole thing. And I know some people, people were mad at me at one point with, in, in, with Wikipedia because I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's such a useful resource. And they're like, no college professor will ever. And it's like, geez, man, holy. First of all, just have yourself a Wikipedia rabbit hole. Understand what it is. It's user-generated content. Yeah, I get that. But it is more stringent than a blog. Sheesh. Mm -hmm. Holy moly. There's things that go, there's, you know. Trust me, I can speak from experience. There have been Unbox Therapy pages that have been demolished because they didn't meet the criteria. I didn't make them, but I've just, people have pointed it out to me. So, anyhow, back to the topic at hand. TikTok, which, which made me feel like I was 87 years old, scrolling through, it's like musically combined with Instagram, scrolling, mindless death, futuristic death of sorts, clockwork orange, eyeballs open, uh, Jack knows what I'm talking about, he, he always perks up when he hears a Kubrick film, see, he perked, he just perked. Now, you didn't see the perk, but he perked, like, kind of. That's the way it feels to me. It's very 2019, very intense social media. The youngsters are into it. Anyway, they're like, well, the youngsters are so into it, they need a phone branded, a TikTok phone. And as we all know, this has been attempted. Do you remember the Facebook phone? Well, mm -hmm. I mean, the Amazon tried a phone. It's never gone well. These have all been garbage. 
They have tried to uh, reinvent the wheel, skin up the OS to a degree that's offensive. Now, granted, this is for a specific market. If they do it, this uh, company, ByteDance, who's the parent of TikTok, if they do it, it's going to be targeted at the Chinese market. Maybe they know how to nail that. Maybe there's something that market wants they feel they can deliver that's not there yet. Now, granted, you know, things going to come out of the box with the software ByteDance stuff just just slathered all over it. Is that a word? Can you slather? Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, I don't personally, but... Barbecue you, sauce? If you do, ribs. that's fine with me. Yeah. Do what you got to do. So you know it's going to have the skin going on and apps pre-installed, but, but maybe they can provide some sort of advantage. Maybe you're a major TikTok player and you need the advanced tools, and they could be like, yo, the advanced tools only come with the phone. And all of a sudden now... It, it, almost like video games, almost like skins in a video game. Buy the phone and you get gold, platinum, X-wing status on TikTok. And now your stuff is elevating. Imagine they gamify it like that, Will. Mm. Think they could make a few dollars? How yeah. many dollars do you think they could make? <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. How many dollars do you think they could make? Is it, uh, is it called a bootload? You know? I'm out of here. I'm out of here. You had a chance, man. You had a chance to, to tear the roof off this place. As they say in Las Vegas. That was cool. No, I like, I like what you did. It's fine with me. You make a joke. Anyway, yeah, it squarely is, of course, a boatload of cash. There's so many ways to monetize this weird stuff. It's like, we're living in the future. It's beautiful. Whatever. They have chat clients, a streaming music service. They're even having their very own talent contest. It's like uh, American Idol because so many people are singing and dancing on there on TikTok. So you use TikTok, Will? Um, not really. Did you dabble? I dabbled a little bit. Well, we know. It's well established you're a dabbler. Yeah. So you uh, dabbled, and what did you discover? Very mindless. The thing is, you don't really... At least for me, I didn't go into like a rabbit hole. It's just you start in the homepage and you stay there. You just keep on scrolling. And then every single TikTok or whatever video is like completely different. Hmm. It like boggles the mind. You, can, you can't really focus on one thing. You just hmm. keep going. Very attention deficit. Yeah. It's like, addicting. I can understand that, but it's so mindless. So, so you're not going to be first in line for the TikTok phone, are you? No. Nah. Anyway, they're teaming up with a, an established smartphone company called Smartisan. They're a small, in terms of scale, smartphone company in China. But I guess that's kind of, I mean, a good thing. At least they know how to make smartphones. Maybe the smartphone itself will be half decent. And then the ByteDance TikTok component will just be a collab on top of that. I think that's probably a better move. I think that's probably what Facebook should have done or, or Amazon. S- select a model. Right, get it made to that specification and then offer some whatever, some advantage to it for your platform without trying to overhaul the whole thing completely or the whole experience completely. But again, the customer in China might be different. They might they might know exactly what they're doing, but we can add this one to the list of social media companies trying to make their very own hardware, their very own branded smartphone. Mm. Here's one that I'm excited for, Will. Android Auto is getting its biggest upgrade ever. And it's rolling out, I believe, right now. Now, I am an Android Auto user. You, I don't know if you have it in your car. Do you, Will? 
No, I don't. Okay, so this is, it came alongside or shortly after Apple CarPlay. Of course, the concept here, plug in your smartphone, and then your, your display in your car is at that moment overtaken by this overlay, which is connected to your phone and gives you access, in Android Auto's case, to the various Google apps you might want to use while on the road. Most importantly, of course, Maps. Now, obviously, a lot of people, they just use their phone, just pop open Maps, put the phone in the cup holder, whatever, or a mount and call it a day. But what Android Auto aims to do, or Apple CarPlay, is actually give you the features and functions that would be useful while driving in a UI that's E that's easier to interact with while driving, which is kind of important because when you're driving, well, you know, if you pick up the phone, it's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's distracting. There's other things on your phone which you probably shouldn't be doing while driving mm -hmm. and then some that you should. So I've been using Android Auto actually quite frequently. I was on a trip recently. I use it the whole way because it's got the traffic in the, in, the, in the map. Of course, the car has the nav as well, but I find this one to be more accurate. It can show you the red zones, you know, the traffic zones. It can reroute you on demand. But anyhow, it hasn't been touched. It's been the exact same since 2014. And it's like, man, if they'd given up on this, you had to be worried at a certain point, especially if you liked it. Like, what's going on here? So they updated it, and I actually think it looks really good. I'm, I'm excited to try it out. It's got, they've shown off several uh, dark mode. Uh, screenshots here, or not screenshots, examples of screens. And the emphasis seems to be on the look, so it's a whole new aesthetic, but then also the way you interact with it and the fact that it can now multitask, which the old one was a lot of in and out. It was a lot of like, I'm going to, you're exclusively in the one app and that's it. And if you want to go to the other app, you back out and go back in. So if you're in the nav, for example, Will, and you want to go back to the audio screen, you got to go all the way back and close out of your map and then go back to that. It's a lot of steps. And the whole point of this thing is to stop you from being distracted and to eliminate steps. So the new one, it puts a kind of a nav bar either on the left-hand side or down along the bottom. And that'll have a home button, a microphone for assistant, which I use a lot as well in the car. And it will show you, for example, your navigation details, even if you're in the music app or your music details if you're in the nav app. So multitasking in such a fashion that would be really useful while driving. So I think it looks really exciting. I'm glad there's finally an upgrade. It's crazy to think that it's been almost five years since Android Auto rolled out. It's a bit, that's that's wild. Oh, that was what the old one looked like. That's the one I'm familiar with. This looks so much better. Look at that, Will. So Will's showing a little video here of the changes. And it just seems so much more modern. And it's a lot like the phone. You see your apps in a grid style, just like Android. And then the bottom is how you interface with everything. You go home or you see your other app that you use most recently or you see multimedia keys within the map section instead of these weird cards. It just looks so much better. I'm kind of pumped about it. Uh, maybe it puts a little pressure also on Apple to do something with, with CarPlay. But it, it also brings up this conversation of like, you've got all these manufacturers these automakers that are investing so heavily into their own dedicated os and then still it's like obviously you, you want your google apps obviously you're going to want real maps in there and the minute you make that decision it's like well what does it matter what the default thing looks like i'm going to plug in my phone i'm not saying you have to get rid of it completely there are some advantages to the dedicated kind of in-car system 
But this is like, you start to look at what they're doing with this interface, and it's like, man, it feels like everybody should be using it if your car supports it. That's the other thing. We got to get more cars supporting it, obviously, for people to take advantage of. But I have found it to be very convenient, and there's a brand new version of it, which I think is exciting. So be on the lookout for the update, because apparently it's rolling out right now. Uh, why did Twitter, the Twitter, Twitter handle, well, that's a weird thing to say. The Twitter Twitter handle. Why did the Twitter Twitter handle unfollow founder and CEO Jack Dorsey? So obviously, the official Twitter handle would, would follow executives, including the CEO Jack Dorsey. They unfollowed recently, and it, you know, the people, the watchdogs, the, the, uh, those that, that investigate on the internet, those with too much time on their hands, ultimately, mm. noticed that the unfollow happened and they started to investigate what's going on there. They thought, animosity, is he leaving the company? They're doing so well. Big numbers, we talked about on a previous episode. More profits than ever, daily active users. Twitter's actually doing well. No, it's not, it's not that they're mad at each other. It's actually an advertising campaign. How about that? Unfollowing someone as an advertising campaign. Hmm. So you get people talking, organic, grassroots. So what happened was they are, Twitter is running a real world ad campaign in which they are posting individual tweets in physical places. Look, how weird does that look? Tweets in the subway system. It's Will show, showing off a picture of giant printed poster size tweets from actual users, which Twitter is repurposing as ads for Twitter in public spaces. Like, hey, you should come use Twitter because the kind of cool stuff people are posting. So what they did to promote the real world ads is they unfollowed whoever they were previously following and then followed only the accounts of the users whose tweets they were going to use in the campaign. So people could get kind of like a preview of, of like, wait, what are they doing? Why are they following these strange accounts? Well, this is the reason to eventually promote this particular ad campaign so these things are are popping up weirdly enough i can't tell if the users are surprised or not like the twitter it, it seems like twitter's bio right now is what's happening question mark exclamation mark and then the people who are getting followed are like what is my life no like what is my life what is going on what 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 does it mean if twitter follows you yeah so now they're following just 28 people and their bio is what's happening Maybe, maybe their bio always was what's happening. I don't know. But the people appear to be surprised by the fact that these tweets are showing up in subways. Am I right about this? What did you just click on there in the DMs? Yeah. So the person gets a DM with the eyeball emoji, like the shifty eyes, and a picture of their tweet in the subway system, and then they're surprised. They're like, what? In the DMs. So now I'm like, it's, it turns into a really confusing story about, did these people know about this? Did they approve of it? Do they have to? Probably not. The terms of service probably lets Twitter do whatever they want with it. And so far, it seems so good because those whose tweets were selected are, like, loving it. They're like, I'm famous now. There you go. There's an example from Sarah Cooper. Y'all, I'm famous. All caps. Now, again, I can't say for certain whether or not these tweets were cleared in advance. I don't necessarily think they were i think most people think it's a cool thing 
and the tweets don't seem to be sensitive. They're obviously memes or jokes. So you'd assume that people wouldn't care that much if they popped up in a promotional sense. But it is an advertising campaign, and those users that generated that content didn't, uh, pr presumably didn't get a dime for it. So you got to wonder, it brings up this whole conversation about, like, who, do you have control over where your content shows up? Or when you sign the terms of service and you participate in the medium, are you kind of casting it out there like anything can happen? This can go, and which appears to be the case. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing about this with Facebook back in the day, where the terms of service would would stipulate we can we could put this on a billboard in Japan if we want to, kind of thing. And people were upset about it. So I'm not necessarily saying that people are going to be upset, should be upset. I'm just saying it brings in this it's this gray zone. Actually, as an advertising campaign, I think it's pretty cool. If I'm walking through the subway, that's going to catch my attention. Tweets on the wall in poster size, I'm just like, whoa, that's weird. I want. It makes me almost want to go look it up. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, why this? What is this? And that's obviously the goal of any... Kirk wants to say something right now. He's, he's giving me the weirdest... He's giving me the shifty eyes. He's giving me the emoji of the shifty eyes. Doesn't it make you feel like... He feels uneasy right now. Dystopian. Yeah, it's 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 confusing. Actually, look at Twitter's banner right now. It's also the shifty eyes. So they're like, hey, man, we're doing some crafty things. Keep an eye out. I, I agree with you. There is an uneasiness that comes with it. And the fact, but this, but in a weird way, I feel like it should also be and could be looked at as a reality check for people who think they're living, living this digital life in which nothing they do on here matters to say, no, 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 no. You published that. Look, you published it. And to put it in a physical, in the physical world almost gives it more texture. See what I'm doing here? Like, hey, you said that. You broadcast it. So, I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of a reaction. Look, it's deep. It's hefty. It's, it's layered. There's a lot going into it and a lot of ways to perceive it. But so long as they're allowed to do it, at the moment right now, I'm going to go ahead and say genius marketing campaign. At the moment. I think it's going to do what it's intended to do by utilizing the purest form of what's actually happening on a platform, by selecting stuff that's actually user-generated. Is it pure, though? How is it not pure? <clears throat> well, they choose really lighthearted uh, tweets. But they are tweets on the platform. They're popular they tweets are. from the platform. But if they want to encompass, you know, what Twitter is... I, don't, I never like said they wanted to do the that. Way. I never said they wanted to do that. Nobody wants to do that. McDonald's don't want to show you the... <clears throat> mashed potato cheeseburger. Do they? No. Advertising is still going to be advertising. Yeah, I agree. But if we are to believe that they jumped into the DMs unexpectedly and post and sent the photo of the billboard, then it's pretty pure. It's like, hey, check it out. And the reactions of the people actually tell the story. If you're to believe the whole package deal, of course, the conspiracy theorists in the crowd, they'd be saying, nah, they knew about it. They had to approve of it beforehand. But like, you look at this DM screenshot right here. You accepted the request. Twitter followed the user, hit them with the DM and the shifty eyes. And then they responded afterwards. So mm. you decide about the authenticity. But, uh, but, but if, if, if we go ahead and presume authenticity, then we can say, damn, that's a pretty... Interesting ad campaign. You know all those people are going to go screaming to the rooftops that their thing ended up in the billboard. Now you got people advertising the advertisement!
Apologies. Catch my breath there. There's things going on in the world. Yeah. We're never going to stop. We're not stopping, Willie Do. Yeah. We're going to figure it out for people. We're going to let them know exactly what's happening. If you, if you get followed by Twitter anytime soon, expect that your tweet is in a subway somewhere yeah. on a billboard. We got a video here, a wild video, in fact. Oh. which you can pop up. Of course, those that are just listening to the podcast, they're going to have to listen to my description of the video. Those of you that are watching on YouTube, you get to watch the video. It captures the exact moment that an iPhone exploded in a person's face. This is an iPhone 5S, so it's an older iPhone, obviously. It's amazing people still hold on to these things. But uh, this guy, he's sitting down. It's very exciting because it's the exact moment He's sitting down. Now, I can't tell. It looks like he might be, like, working on gadgets in this environment. It's kind of hard to tell. <clears throat> it looks like he's working on it at that moment. He's trying to do something or fix something. And you get this burst of flames, pink, purple. Well, it's your typical battery explosion. The other dude, his reaction time a little delayed. Let's see here. Actually, it explodes. And the other guy, he doesn't get as far away. He sees it and responds, but he keeps his hand on his laptop. He's protecting his laptop with all the stickers on it and whatnot. Very, very important laptop. So, but nonetheless, a little bit more detail because it was, uh, it was eventually posted about in a Reddit thread. Apparently what was going on is this is the friend. And the friend being a tech wizard of sorts is like, you know, I'm just going to take a look. I'm going to replace the battery because the battery's not, not working so well. And then the battery replacement, third-party battery replacement that the individual did themselves, it starts to swell up while charging. You know, you know that's not a good look, Will. Mm -hmm. When the battery starts to, to swell up and the screen starts to... First of all, if that's happening to your phone, stop using that phone. Because I see people come up to me in real life and they're like, yeah, it's a bit swollen. Still works. No, 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 no. This could be... If that's in your pocket when that happens, that's some burns. If that's charging beside your bed and that happens so here's some images of swollen batteries it's pretty obvious if your battery is swelling and move along it can happen to third-party batteries or it can happen to to first-party batteries why is it first and third who's second who's the second party wait a second third party first party the second party is you are we sidetracked right now? Second party is someone related to the person. Ah, okay. Third party is an entirely independent party. Okay. No. Second party is still connected. Trainer, instructor, employer. It would have to be like authorized by Apple, for example, to make the battery but isn't Apple. That would be second party. Third party would have no affiliation with the original. If, yeah, me, me, yeah, well, no, Beats is part of Apple now. Anyway, whatever. First, second, third party. There we go. We just covered it. So, uh, so this guy, he gets the battery replaced by his friend, and then the battery starts to swell, and then either him or the friend goes, I'm going to jump back into it and see what's going on. And this is the jumping back into it right here. You can see he's just removing the screw or the connector or something, and the thing explodes and almost burns his face out. He's got a big beard, too. Mm. And I know from experience, those beard, you, the beard hairs, they can go. 
it can get singed. Uh, I'm not, I can't remember why that happened to me, but it's definitely happened. Mm. So, uh, nonetheless, look, batteries can explode. And as much as, you know, whenever these types of videos come out, people want to make it about the brand that manufactured the actual phone, like, told you they were garbage. It's like, nah, man, these things, especially the as time passes and they sit around in devices longer, they can explode. The message here, I guess, would be, well, first of all, if the thing is swelling up, get it looked after or stop using it. That would be step one. And then step two is if you're going to replace it yourself, just assume the risk associated because it is fun to replace this stuff. Honestly, I did it for a long time. I've talked about it here on the show before. I used to replace batteries in these things all the time. As far as I know, none of them exploded. But it is a possibility. It's a potential. It happened in the laptops as well. Will is showcasing uh, some MacBook Pros with the swollen battery issue. So a lot of factors that go into it. But this is just more evidence that these things are, there's a certain level of volatility to these particular technologies that you should be aware of. And uh, and this is a, a showcase of that. And it pretty, it's actually pretty infrequent that we get a nice video showcasing the moment in which it happens and the terror associated with it, because that's what it would be. If your phone right now started doing this well, like, can you, what? We're scattered, we're, we're jumping around. Yeah. I wouldn't know what to do. There's potentially burns. The day is different. We're telling everyone, today my phone exploded. So I'm, I'm happy that it's never happened to me specifically. But here we have it, an iPhone 5S. It doesn't mean anything. The guy tampered with it. It doesn't mean anything, but, but it's interesting to, uh, to witness. Last one for me, and this is, this is my fun one of the day. This is my fun time of the day. Trump sent America's top hostage negotiator to Sweden for ASAP Rocky's trial. <laughs> what am I? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not laughing. What a weird 2019. 2019, waterfall phones, Trump, ASAP Rocky, Sweden. Like just putting all those things together is for some reason is hard to believe. For those of you that haven't been following it, I guess it is actually a serious thing. He's detained. He's in jail. Or uh, jail. I don't know about jail yet. He's being detained. Who knows what the environment is like. He's in custody, as they say. Now, he's not happy about his circumstances because I think he, he's quoted here in this article I'm looking at as saying that his conditions are terrible, unsanitary, and that he's been put in solitary confinement, which... I don't know what does solitary confinement look like in Sweden. Is that is that just the part where you get trapped in IKEA in the? <laughs> You're like, no, get me out of here. I'm in solitary. Oh, it's not too bad. Is that solitary confinement? Okay. Well, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't. It doesn't. That one looks pretty clean. I mean, that looks better than my place right now. So, but anyhow, he. For those of you that haven't followed the story. There's a video that surfaced of this, this guy, these two guys following around ASAP Rocky and his entourage in Sweden. And it does seem like they're harassing him, to be honest. Granted, we don't know where we're picking up in the video and the story. We don't know what we haven't seen that happened before the clip. 
But in the clip, at least what's available, there's a couple of violent things that take place. There's uh, the bo ASAP Rocky's bodyguard sort of like slamming or picking up the, one of these guys that's now accused, accusing them of assault. Oh, that's the victim's body. What is that? His wrist? Wow. That's pretty bloody. That's, uh, that's pretty rough. I don't know if Kirk can show that. Yeah, it's probably not. A, you, you can look that up yourself if you like. Uh, so he got picked up and slammed, supposedly. And then also there's another part of the clip in which ASAP Rocky and the entourage, at least that's what it looks like in the clip, allegedly, they're kind of like punching and throwing this guy and kicking him there. That's that's the clip. It's on TMZ. So anyway, he's obviously a popular dude. Uh, um, sort of mainstream name, success. People know who he is. And everywhere he goes, I assume this kind of thing takes place. People follow you around, ask for pictures. In this particular case, they seem to be a little bit more abrasive than usual. A little bit more annoying than usual. Like, kind of won't leave them alone, are demanding answers to questions and things like this, and they just snap. ASAP Rocky himself appears to snap and throw the guy and hit him a few times, to be honest. I mean, that's what the video... And then everyone else jumps in, and they're kind of punching and kicking as well. Anyhow, that happens, and some people, I guess, presume that it should be straightforward, that just like in North America, the U.S., he's going to get bail and wait for a trial. But they're like, nah, that's not how it works in Sweden. He is going to have the exact same process as anyone else, and they have no bail system in Sweden. So they're saying he's going to remain in custody until the trial shows up, and we're not going to be rushed. He's going to have the same proceedings and the same amount of wait as any citizen would have waiting for trial, and he's going to be in custody up until then. So that's essentially what happens. Now, people in the U.S. specifically, his friends, his associates, uh, they say, we got to get him out. They say, we can't be sitting there in, in prison. They start to criticize the guys following around. Like, what are you talking about? They were annoying him, so on and so forth. But then it gets real spicy because, because Trump decides it's going to be his mandate to get ASAP Rocky. And he, he decides that after, <laughs> according to the article I'm reading, he decides that after being prompted by Kanye West. What a 2019 story, ladies and gentlemen. Video clips surface from a smartphone camera in Sweden of ASAP Rocky allegedly assaulting a bystander who probably was just, I mean, I'm going to say it, as annoying as the dude was, he probably just wanted to be close by because it was exciting. Like he, like, he probably was just latching on in the most annoying way possible, as could happen if you're a celebrity marching about Sweden. I'm guessing as well. I'm not saying he should have done it. And I, and I told you, it's all speculation. I don't think he assaulted them, but it is a type of a harassment, really. If somebody is following you that closely, we don't know what was said. There's a lot of unknowns. But what is known is that this gets captured. Then we know that this celebrity, who probably would be out on bail if this happened anywhere other than Sweden, is sitting in what he's saying, solitary confinement. Then we have the President of the United States, Donald Trump, saying, Kanye just called me and I got to get him out. How's that for a recap? How's that for 2019? It's unbelievable. He even uses, Trump uses the hashtag free Rocky. <laughs> uh, 
I just think it's a wild story. I don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of people involved. The prime minister, actually, of Sweden pushed back. He has said the government cannot and will not attempt to influence the legal proceedings. So he says it's going to go the way it's going to go. And then Trump goes, okay, fine, I can't be there, but I'm going to send our top hostage negotiator to sit in on the trial with his arms crossed at the back, listening to all the info and deciding, I, I don't know what. Who's he negotiating? I don't know what. I don't know what's going on. But I just love that combination of things in one story. Mm -hmm. But I guess ASAP Rocky does not love that combination of things in one story. No. So uh, what, what can I say? I'm sure, look, he's got to get off, right? He's got, like, what, what, they say he could serve up to two years. For, I mean, it looked rugged. It looked bad in the video clip. Mm -hmm. You can't get rid of that video clip. Yeah, I guess you can't get rid of the video clip. And the dude, the accuser, he's sitting there on trial. And he's got the video clip. He can talk them through it. What happened? It's a tough situation, actually, now that I think about it. But I, ha I weirdly enough, okay, regardless of which side of this particular story you find yourself, I kind of have sympathy for ASAP Rocky, too. Oh, I'm not saying you should assault anybody. Mm. But I am saying you get recognized sometimes or followed in public. It's happened to me. It's a very uneasy kind of weird feeling and and people in the audience are going to say that's what you signed up for you put yourself out there that's what you signed up for deal with it that's what the bodyguard is there for look i hear you on all that that's all valid and relevant but i'm just saying it's a it's a weird feeling as a human to not control your environment in the way that most people do mm -hmm. that's all i'm saying i'm just putting out there as far as that's concerned so anyway trump's gonna figure it out right <laughs> Kanye will. Or maybe so. Kim. I don't know. Well, I don't know who they're going to... They're going to send everybody over there. Mm -hmm. Just stick them in the courtroom. They got to... They got to get some Yeezys for the Prime Minister of Sweden. Well, the, whatever the latest Yeezys are. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. what It's not going to work. <laughs> anyway, what do you got, Will? <clears throat> I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Well, here's a fun one. You got a fun one for us. Here's here's the fun. One. So we're gonna do we're gonna do a fun one instead of a question today. Yeah. Okay, fine, deal. <clears throat> How's this for a headline here? Woman marries her dog <laughs> on live TV during British morning show. Is this real, Will? Or are you are you pulling our leg here? Dude, there's a video. Uh, but how? Okay, all right, play it. What do you got <clears throat> from here? So oh, wow, um, it does look real. The woman for better is, uh, for wolf. No, this is not real, Will. This is real. It aired live. Well, TV. I know it aired live, but like, look, for wolf, for better, for wolf. <laughs> wait, 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 what does that mean for better for wolf? Is that because <clears throat> he can only say wolf? Look, her hat yeah. almost hit the thing there. It almost fell off. Yeah. Okay, she's coming in. Her father, I presume that's her father, is walking her down the runway. There's a, a wedding singer. She's got a giant head thing going on. Mm -hmm. The dog's name is Fido. Is, is this Fido? Is no, it it's Logan. Oh, Logan. Logan okay. the dog. The golden retriever. Why does it say Fido on the floor on the name tag? Is that what that says? Um, I, I it mean, does, yeah. I don't know. I don't. There's a lot of dogs here. This is not legal, is it? Well, is this a legal... In the UK? Uh, I'm not Matrimony. Sure. Is this the UK? Or is this Australia? Oh, it says I do, not Fido. Is this is this Australia or the UK? Well, it says British television. Oh, okay. All right. British so it's in the UK. Show. 
They've had, oh, they've had an, over 200 dates together. Having had four previous engagements and over 200 dates, she no, decided, no. oh, she's going to stop looking for humans. Yeah. She went over 200 dates with men. Humans. Yes. She's 49 years old, and she tied the knot with her golden retriever, Logan. She struggled with love. <laughs> stop looking for dates altogether. I've given up. Hand on heart. I've been on all those websites. Will, I don't know if it's real, man. I don't know what to tell you. I'm a, I'm super skeptical right now. Well, even if it is a joke. It's a weird joke. Right? Like, yeah. this is what's showing on live TV. Why would you put a tag in front of him that says, I do? He doesn't know if he does or not. That's so rude. He, I do what? There he she's doesn't. laughing. The minister or... Uh, the officiator. Officiator yeah. is laughing, yeah. chuckling under her breath. Uh, so are a lot of them. Could the, is the whole the whole thing's a stunt, Will? No way, no way. There's no document. There's no certificate here. Oh God, that looks freaky. <laughs> he's she's wearing holding, a tuxedo. She's the dog holding is his wearing hand. A he's got a dog tuxedo on. It's a golden retriever. He looks sad in this circumstance. Well, he does look pretty old too. Is he he does look you old. You know what if he's either old ears? or sedated. Oh, man. I don't know. Is this animal abuse? I'm not sure. The dog probably doesn't. Like, they, he definitely doesn't know what he's doing. No. What is he doing? It, it's, a, it's a scam, Will. There's no, there's no chance. But how is this on TV? You know? It is like, weird Why content. is this content here? It's very weird. Con I'm watching this content like, right now without sound. This is very strange content. Are you supposed to feel good about this? Like, imagine you're just flicking through the channels and you see her holding the dog's face like that with her bouquet, mm -hmm. leaning on, like, kneeling on the floor. Oh, wow. It is so absurd. But maybe that's the idea. Maybe this is the future of content, Will. Just straight maximum absurdity to catch her attention at the absurdness, the shock value. Mm -hmm. She put a bracelet on him. Yeah. Because I guess he can't wear a wedding. I, I feel very, I feel really gross right now. Will, mm. is that right? He has right? a top hat. He's wearing a top hat right now. It's like a type of exploitation. Like I get it. He doesn't know what's, he doesn't know what's going on. But it's like kind of, I don't know. That's not. Uh, what what am I even talking about? I mean, people have. What do you do with a dog anyway? Does the dog doesn't know? I don't know why I feel bad for it. Maybe it's because I know she has to be, obviously out of her mind to go through with this. Then I feel bad that the dog is stuck with her for the next 10, 20 years. Mm -hmm. Like, God knows what that's going to be like. But then again, if the whole thing's a scam, then what does it even matter? If the whole thing's a scam, that dog is only there for the shoot, and then he goes back to his happy family. Right, right. Wow. How do you find this stuff, Will? You're a sick man. You know that? It was trending on Twitter. <laughs> sure, bud. I feel like this was your top. You go here every day looking for this type of thing. <laughs> When questioned on her extreme leap from human men to dogs, she defended her decision. It's not just me. I meet with 10 other friends a week. We go on lots of trips with our dogs, and I'm not working at the moment. So my friends are like, why don't you just marry him? <laughs> so it's her friend's idea. Does that sound like a regular conversation? <laughs> You're not working right now? Why don't you just marry him? What, what does that have to do with it? The entire program ended with an actual wedding ceremony between her and her beloved golden retriever, and she walked him down the aisle. Yeah, I feel uncomfortable. I'm, uh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. You've, you, you've done the impossible, Will. 
You've left me speechless. It's never happened before. 34 years on planet Earth. Good. I've never uh, lacked words or wording, and now I do. Okay. Because you have given well, me a dog in a tuxedo. Well. It's all it took. Then we can, we can end it right there. All it took was a dog in a tuxedo to end this show forever. So that's the last episode. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>